Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And I know that a lot of uh, people saw the Rob Carson TV show for the first time over the weekend. Rob Carson's What in the World? Well, I'm talking in the uh, third person about myself. My, isn't Rob Carson a good-looking man? He's the best guy on television. No, I won't do that. But anyway, a lot of people saw the TV show for the very first time because so many people are going to Newsmax from uh, from Fox. And uh, there's a lot of debate as to where Tucker Carlson is going to be or if he will be able to express himself in the next couple of years. Uh, we will see. Um, it, uh, some people have been saying, like Megyn Kelly, that he's still under contract, which is something that uh, employers do in broadcasting sometimes. They will keep you in contract. Like when I was in Minneapolis years ago, I was let go, but I was still employed. So the company paid me salary and benefits for about a year so I wouldn't go on the competition. And the reason being then was because they didn't want me competing against them. With Tucker Carlson, I think it's a little bit more than that. I think there are a lot of people who would like him uh, shut up through uh, 2024. And uh, Paul Ryan, of course, is on the Fox's board of directors. And we also know that that uh, uh, the Fox News right now and uh, Paul Ryan and Rupert Murdoch are all anti-Trumpers. So there is uh, there is that. There is that. But Fox's uh, numbers were way down. They have uh, put Lawrence Jones in there in Tucker's uh, place, which to me is kind of, uh, I'll just, I'll be a cynic. Okay, let me be a cynic for, I usually don't like to be a a cynic. You know, I mean, I look at things critically, but I'm not just always looking at the negative. Cynics do that. I'm not a cynic. But don't you find it kind of insulting? That considering they've got, you know, other people on the network who've been there a while, uh, you know, um, Trace Gallagher. Trace Gallagher, he does the 11 o'clock show, and Trace Gallagher has been on Tucker Carlson's show. Maybe, maybe he'd be better. But for some reason, they've decided to put this 30-year-old black guy on uh, Fox News. And to me, that's, he's a sacrificial lamb, and it's kind of like, wow, you're really going to do that? You you're really going to do that to this young guy? You're gonna you're gonna choose this guy to be destroyed because he's not going to be able unless unless you know they're cool with ratings being way down and nothing against him. He's a great guy. I, I love Larry Lorchos. I met him in, uh, in in New York a couple years ago at the Talkers Convention. He's a brilliant young guy, but he, you know. 
you know, one of the reasons why my show didn't start right away, uh, right after um, Rush Limbaugh passed, uh, is not by my choice, but because anybody who fills in that time slot immediately after the firing is going to be the sacrificial lamb. For instance, when Howard Stern left terrestrial radio, and again, I don't like Howard Stern. I never have. I think he's a, just an awful, filthy person. And I, I just, he's a porn merchant. That's all he is. That's all he's ever been, is a porn merchant and giving people an excuse for bad behavior. That's Howard Stern. That said, uh, uh, radio decided after Howard Stern, they would try a series of hosts. One of them just happened to be David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth had no experience as a host, and they put him on. And he was the sacrificial lamb. Uh, the same goes for many who took over Rush Limbaugh's time slot immediately after Rush left the airways. And they're doing, you know, quite well. Some of them are doing quite well. I didn't start until uh, seven or eight months after Rush passed. Uh, and, and I've always said that I, I walk in his footsteps. I'll never fill his shoes. That's just it. Same goes with Tucker Carlson, except for I think with Tucker Carlson, um, it's, it's really bad because you're not only dealing with the popularity of the host, but the reason why. And that is because he was the last true speaker of truth on Fox News, unbridled, talking about everything from the war in Ukraine to the 2020 election, which certainly wasn't stolen. No, sirree, it certainly wasn't. Uh, But anyway, Tucker was one of the few people in corporate media who was telling the truth about stories that the mainstream media wanted to leave in the dust. That's why Tucker was popular. You know it as well as I do. Tucker has become and has eclipsed everybody on cable news with this firing. He had done it with his content, and now with his firing, he's become even more legendary. The same dynamic is happening with Donald Trump running for president versus Ron DeSantis. Nothing against Ron DeSantis. Any other year, any other uh, pool of of, uh, possibilities, Ron DeSantis should be right up there. But the mainstream media, the deep state, uh, big social media made Donald Trump legendary. The DOJ made Donald Trump legendary because they went after him while letting Joe Biden's corruption just go by. They impeached him twice. They raided Mar-a-Lago. They've done all of these unprecedented things. They had the January 6th hearing. It was a joke. They created Russia collusion. That was just... So the American people are like, you know, Donald Trump was the last people, one of the last people who are telling us the truth. We're going to stick with him. Same goes with Tucker Carlson. It's the same similar dynamic. So there you go. Um, Jim Comer, James Comer, Claims that Hunter Biden's legal team is intimidating witnesses. Not a big surprise when you think about how big social media and the uh, deep state shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story, right? Jim Comer was on Newsmax this weekend talking about uh, uh, the fact that uh, not only has he opened this incredible case against Joe Biden for all these uh, bank records, all of these uh, red flags on their banking records, and now the millions of dollars that poured into the Biden family selling presumably influence peddling. But now, now, believe it or not, uh, it looks like the deep state is circling the wagons around uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And here is what Jim Comer said about witness intimidation that's going, that's happening right now with those coming forward to talk about Joe Biden and his family's corruption. I mean, just look in my district. We've got uh, dark money groups that are that are being uh, funded 
through uh, prominent, high-ranking Democrat officials in Congress. Uh, also, that the, the communications director for the White House continues to tweet out, retweet, and things, trying to intimidate me, uh, you know, with, with for having the audacity to investigate. Uh, we've got witnesses that are scared to death to come forward. They fear for their lives. I mean, you, yeah. you've got uh, the banks that have worked with us. They're being squeezed by attorneys, by high-ranking officials in the Democrat Party huh. for uh, having the nerve to work with us, uh, to comply with our subpoenas. So, you know, they're doing the same thing they did to Tucker Carlson to this investigation. You know, Tucker Carlson, he had the January the 6th uh, uh, tapes. He shared them. Chuck Schumer said shut it down. Tuesday they shut it down. Sounds like they're trying to do the same thing with this investigation, but it ain't going to work. Here's a little bit more from uh, Jim Comer talking about Jamie Raskin, who, by the way, just beat cancer. I'm, I'm glad that he beat cancer. I think he's uh, a complete moron otherwise. But here is uh, Jim Comer. I don't like the way these attorneys have have behaved and look jamie raskins for all practical purposes is serving as as an attorney for the biden family i yeah. mean he's not providing any oversight there's going to be a point where the the weight of all of the malfeasance of the biden family is going to overwhelm the uh, those who would try to shut it down it, it's going to happen that way but they're not giving up they're like movie vampires you know how movie vampires when they die they always like reach and claw and try to grab you and tear you, bring you down of the pits of hell that's what democrats do when they're being exposed they try to uh, uh they die like movie vampires you know this is the guy that was all about oversight he was all about investigating and impeaching donald trump but then evidence emerges thanks to us about wrongdoing within the biden family and he then quickly becomes a, a defense attorney so you know we're having <laughs> to fight the democrats on the oversight committee we're having to fight the biden family attorneys and you know this we're having to fight the mainstream media yeah i mean they 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 are questioning every motive we have yeah and by the way abc cbs nbc and now presumably fox will not be pursuing some of the big stories about biden corruption about the corruption that exists to cover up uh malfeasance by the by the deep state the uniparty a lot of talk about the uniparty and trust me there's a lot to be said about the uniparty there are people in washington dc who uh who uh, consider their power and influence and money to be more important than party and so uh they they just look at maybe i'm a republican maybe i'm a democrat we're both on the same team uh here is a little bit more oh oh and uh, and jim comer says the mainstream media is going to keep ignoring stuff but he said in the next couple of weeks it's going to become um something you can't ignore prior to the last inf information that we provided the press with respect to finding six more biden family members that were involved in this bringing the total to nine biden family members that we're receiving some form of, of payment from our adversaries around the world for, for influence peddling. Prior to that, every time I would walk down the halls in, in the Capitol, the press would mob me. They would oh, yeah. ask me, they were like, have you found anything about Joe? And they would be smirking, you know, because they wanted to write a bad bet. Now, we've re they won't even look at me. <laughs> you know, it's like if they see me, they run out the back door because they don't want to report on what we're finding. They know we're getting more bank records in. They know that we had access to all those bank violations at the Treasury Cabinet. So they know that we're onto something. They know there is a there there and they don't want to write about it. They 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 just they're avoiding me, but they can't avoid this much longer. We plan on being very transparent with the media and the American people in the next couple of weeks and update them on all of our findings. And I think that you'll feel the earth shake in a few places.
And all of this, by the way, is contributing to the lowest approval rating that Joe Biden has ever had this following the week that he announced his candidacy for president. So things are not looking good for Joe Biden. And uh, I guess the media and the deep state has uh, two choices. They can uh, shove him and uh, and make way for another candidate. But it appears, if you look at you know some of the things that were said this weekend, they're not quite prepared to do that. Senator Ron Johnson uh, talked to about about another scandal, which is Anthony Blinken lying to Congress about his communications with Hunter Biden. Apparently, Anthony Blinken, uh, big buddies with uh, Hunter Biden and, uh, and his wife. There may have been some things going on there with Hunter Biden. And uh, it's, been, it's been rumored, uh, and Tony Blinken's wife, and I know it comes as a surprise because Hunter Biden basically uh, had sex with anything that had two legs and uh, female parts. Uh, anyway, so uh, there's some of that going on. Emails from Hunter's abandoned laptop show Blinken and his wife, Evan, have long contact with the first son on multiple occasions. Hunter forwarded communications about setting up meetings with Blinken to fellow board members of Burisma. So he was involved in Burisma. Tony Blinken, now the Secretary of State. Tony Blinken was very active in the Penn Biden Center and uh, laundering money into the Penn Biden Center. And then we also know that he talked to uh, former acting CIA director, Mike Morrell and created the uh, 51 uh, intelligence officials letter saying that the Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. This this government is so ungodly corrupt. It almost sounds like a movie script when you when you really think about it. When you look at all of the things that we're dealing with, uh, Hillary Clinton trying to throw the election with the Russian dossier, uh, you look at the covering up the, the FBI being involved with Twitter and Facebook and shutting down the Hunter Biden laptop. Then you see uh, uh, Hunter Biden uh, dropping off a laptop. He's, he had uh, money coming in from U- Ukraine and China. He was sleeping with uh, Russian prostitutes. He was a coke addict. I mean, this is like movie stuff, right? But it's all true. That's the thing that's most troubling about it. I've got uh, Senator Ron Johnson talking about not only corruption in all the agencies of the government, but also Anthony Blinken uh, lying to Congress. That's on the way. Randall, you hold on. You'll be our next caller. This is The Rob Carson Show. To all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's The Rob Carson Show. Yeah, so... On top of everything else, the 2020 election, we know that uh, the FBI shut down discussion about Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden's laptop. The FBI literally knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was real early in 2020. And the same FBI that shut down or, or attempted to create this uh, hoax about Russia collusion between Trump and the Russians, the same FBI covered up Hunter Biden's laptop. And I've got to tell you, people are going to have to go to jail for this. People are going to have to go to jail for this. 51 former intelligence uh, agents, including uh, Leon Panetta, among others, signed a note uh, not having seen anything with regard to Hunter Biden's laptop, but they wanted Joe Biden to win the election, so they signed it anyway. 
And, of course, they left it out. They said it has all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation, which would give them an out, you know, uh, in case it actually wasn't. And that's what they're claiming. But make no bones about it. They tried to say that Hunter Biden's laptop was disinformation. The, uh, the letter was created so that Joe Biden could go to the debate and say uh, that, oh, yeah, 51 intelligence officials said that this was disinformation and that would shut Donald Trump up and end the discussion just in time for the election. And then, you know, all the other stuff associated with the election, including $400 million in Zuckerbucks, and you know, I can go on and on. But Ron Johnson says that Tony Blinken, the guy who actually uh, asked Mike Morrell to get the 51 former intelligence agents to lie about Russian disinformation, uh, he says that Tony Blinken lied to Congress. What do you do when you have, in effect, co-conspirators of the Biden family inside the agencies, inside our intelligence agencies, the Department of Justice, the FBI, and you have uh, the political party, the Democrats, who couldn't care less, have no interest whatsoever in the corruption that is being uncovered bit by bit as we pull back the, uh, the layers of the onion here, as we peel them back. So, so just to be clear, you just said you believe Anthony Blinken lied to you under oath. Yes, he did. Uh, he said he did not email Hunter Biden, and now we have those emails. We also know that his wife, using her private email address when she was an uh, employee of the State Department, was basically a conduit between her husband and Hunter Biden as well. So again, I think there's so much more to uncover here. There's so much more investigation. He needs to be subpoenaed. I don't have that subpoena power. He must and she must preserve their records, their personal emails. We need to get to the bottom of this. We, we need to show how corrupt these individuals are. I gotta tell you, I'm, uh, I'm grateful for the last five years in our country that we have uh, uncovered the grotesque um, cabal of power brokers in Washington, D.C. I remember when I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years, I used to just marvel at how the richest counties in America surrounded Washington, D.C. And there's no manufacturing in Washington, D.C. How do these people get so rich? And then I, I came up with this mantra that people go to Washington, D.C. to spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. And what they do is they act like uh, uh, board members for the uh, $5 trillion company. And and they exist to take your money and parcel it out to their friends, uh, to their uh, green energy buddies, to whoever they want, to, the union buddies and all of that. You have no say about it. And, and they've even actually uh, put the pedal to the metal on this by, by really showing their disdain for the American people while spending, you know, $100 billion on a Ukrainian war. Uh, you know, they like, for instance, in East Palestine, Ohio, they completely erased East Palestine from the uh, from the discussion. It was a massive train incident there. A lot of people, largely Trump voters, largely uh, white Christians living out in the in the country. And and literally they they didn't even care. The story went away like nobody's business. Other people that the Democrat Party don't care about uh, inner city, particularly people of color, don't even care about not one little bit. And, and it's become so transparent that all the money that we send to Washington, D.C. is just meant to pay off the power brokers. 
and uh, and keep people in power and shut down freedom of expression. It's gotten so so real that even Tim Robbins, you know, he used to be in the Shawshank Redemption and he was in uh, Bull Durham, which is great. He says that Democrats and the mainstream media have thuggish, thuggish censorship. He said that uh, he is actually applauding the independent journalists Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger and Barry Weiss for exposing a massive censorship operation by U.S. government to control content on social media and eliminating any dissenting voices. Listen, remember what I said? If big social media, the mainstream media, and the Democrat Party, uh, if they all say that something is misinformation, it means you know the truth. Now even Tim Robbins gets it. Lefty Tim Robbins gets it. He sees it. And you know who else gets it? Rain Wilson, he's the guy, total lefty. He plays Dwight from The Office. And he saw Tucker Carlson's two-minute speech last week on Twitter that garnered 80 million views. He says, yeah, Tucker's saying a lot of things that I agree with. Unbelievable. I'm going to touch a little bit on the uh, disinformation and where it comes from uh, very shortly. And then also, uh, we're making some headway on this transgender nonsense. That's all coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's The Rob Carson Show. Let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove, California. He's been holding for a while, which I would say probably means he has something important to say. Hi, Randall. How you doing, my friend? What's up? I have something important to say. I want to say you gave a whole hopbrow worth of data there. <laughs> um, but I'm calling because I want to let you know the proof of how stupid uh, Murdoch really is. Yeah. He has been stupid for a really long time. He invested so much money in a phony company that never existed. Elizabeth Holmes got sentenced to uh, 11 years and still has not been put in jail. And, that, and she got sentenced a few years ago. She's still out and about trying to stay out of prison. And, and so basically she defrauded a lot of people, not just Murdoch, but, but these people like uh, Schultz from Stanford, who's supposed to be really smart now. Somebody is going to just give money, millions and millions of dollars, sight unseen, to someone who admitted that she dropped out of college. Which uh, so, which company are we talking about, Randall? Which which company Theranos, are we talking about? What? Theranos. Okay, okay. It was a fake company claiming yeah. that it had a medical breakthrough that it never had and the thing about you know being in panetta deep state here this is panettaville this is the the stasi here of panetta like you i know you mentioned panetta so uh you could find on the internet elizabeth holmes and you could look at the background of how this all started when she was pretending she was in front of forums and consortiums she uh, really raked in a lot of fans who believed that she was what she said she was, but she was 100% fraud. 
Totally. Okay. There never was anything going on in that company. And when I used to go to Silicon Valley at the time when they had companies, I'm telling you, they had fake companies that were big buildings that were empty. They would take an application, but when you really looked into it, they were fake. There was nothing going on. And when you mentioned Washington, D.C. having no manufacturing, because all these politicians want to do is just steal our tax money. Well, you know, San Francisco, where these, a lot of these politicians came from, used to be a steel and, and shipbuilding and, and foundries and machine shops and uh, aircraft parts and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so, so now it's just like Washington, D.C. These people who run the city are government people, and all they want to do is steal the tax money. So, yeah, San Francisco used to be all the heavy industry on the West Coast used to be located there before L.A. was ever even conceived of. Yeah. All right, Randall, I appreciate the phone call, man. Appreciate it. So um, I think the, the, the great thing is that we are discovering, uh, the great and terrifying thing that we are, we are discovering is uh, we are relieved to know that this uh, corruption is being exposed this attempt at censoring everything, this uh, this uh, cabal of uh, big social media, the mainstream media, and the Democrat Party, or the or the deep state. Uh, the terrifying thing is that now we know how corrupt they are, and the money involved, and the and the steps they take to shut down freedom of speech, among other things, and and pay off their cronies. That's uh, that's the amazing. I think I think that Fox News uh, was um, you know the the government had a good deal of success uh, commanding and controlling. Uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, they went along willingly, by the way. Uh, big social media went along willingly as well. Fox News was kind of um, this odd man out, and, and I think that they were targeted. I think that they, they have been targeted, and the only way that Fox News could stay in the good graces of people in Washington, D.C., like Chuck Schumer, who told Rupert Murdoch, shut down the January the 6th videotape story of Tucker Carlson. The only way that Fox News could get in the good graces of those people, get that Pfizer money, get that BlackRock money, get that whatever money, was to get rid of Tucker Carlson. That's what I think. That's what I believe, and I'm sticking by it. All right. Oh, by the way, let's, let's move on. i got something here I want to share. Uh, an Indiana bar has pled uh, for customers to return after telling them they're not welcome for speaking out against uh, Dylan Mulvaney's Bud Light part- partnership. So this, this, uh, this Fairfax Bar and Grill in Bloomington, Indiana, is now asking customers to come back amid backlash from their stance on Dylan Mulvaney's Bud Light partnership. Earlier this month, uh, bar officials claim customers wanting to sneak out against about the controversial partnership will be immediately asked to pay their bill and leave. So they basically said, if you got a problem with Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney, you can go drink somewhere else. And uh, so people did. People said, uh, yeah, well, I think we're done. I think we're out of here. So they're begging their customers to come back after saying they weren't welcome for speaking out against Dylan Mulvaney's Bud Light partnership. And uh, patrons have been saying, "Eh, we're not going to go back. By the way, that partnership wiped $6 billion off of uh, Anheuser-Busch's market cap. They, they came back and did a commercial, uh, but it really uh, doesn't seem to have helped. The bar backed the partnership, claimed that uh, on April 11th, any patron wanting to voice their concerns about the issue will be immediately asked to pay their bill and leave. The establishment has since walked back its uh, statement, claimed on Thursday that workers will not censor opinions. See, this is, you know... This should be painfully obvious as a bar owner. Do you really want to go there? But people said basically many Bud Light customers have protested the company supporting Mulvaney. And uh, this bar said, uh, 
Uh, get out of here if you want to talk about it. Now they're begging people to come back. <clears throat> we are reaching a limit, you know. Clearly, there is a backlash to all of the nonsense that's happening in the country. And, and all you need to do is say no. And when you do, things like that just happened, or things like Dylan Mulvaney just happened, or this bar closing, or, or uh, things like uh, f- people leaving Fox News in droves and going to Newsmax happened, or people saying, you know what, screw Disney. If they're going to be down and they're going to say it's don't say gay when it's really about keeping sex and sexuality away from children as young as four years old, then, then we won't go to Disney. It's, it's amazing. It really, really works. Uh, and listen to this. Kiss frontman blasts dangerous fad of adults prodding kids to sexually transition. This is Paul Stanley of Kiss. He's like the good-looking buff one who plays lead guitar. Uh, anyway, he posted a statement on social media Sunday cautioning parents. This is a guy who dresses in BDSM leather outfits and face makeup. But it's okay because he's not you know, promoting transgenderism and radical uh, gender mutilation, mutilation of children. But anyway, he says, there's a big difference between teaching acceptance and normalizing and even encouraging participation in a lifestyle that confuses young children. This is Paul Stanley of KISS. Statement goes on to detail his concerns about children and to express his support for people who make the decision as adults, which most of us do, right? Most of us are like, if you're 18 years old or older and you decide that uh, uh, becoming the opposite gender is your, uh, is your bag baby and you want to do it, then we have no problem. But don't bring it to kids. Don't tell a 12-year-old that you can stop their, uh, their, their uh, puberty. By the way, Rachel Levine, uh, a Biden administration official, says that there's a, such a thing as a wrong puberty. She's in office, says there's a wrong puberty. But uh, people are beginning to uh, put two and two together and say, no, not with kids. You can't be doing this. You can't be doing this. That didn't stop Chuck Todd from talking to uh, Vivek Ramaswamy this weekend. Um, and, and there's going to be a point where... And I, before Tucker left, he uh, he said that maybe 10 years from now, when we wake up from this uh, uh, unbelievable period of madness in our country where uh, we tell ourselves things like um, uh, the children can become the opposite sex, that uh, men can become women and compete against women. There's going to be a point where we wake up and we go, wow, what do we do? There's going to be a point where we wake up and go, my God, there were surgeons and there were uh, psychologists and there were teachers and guidance counselors who literally told mentally ill children that the only way they can save themselves is to consider gender reassignment. There will be a day that we look back on this and go, wow. And, and there hopefully will be a day that the people who purpose perpetrated this on our children will be held to account for it. But unfortunately, they've been able to drown out a lot of the the cries of people who have common sense by saying that you just don't want kids to be happy and you're transphobic and all this. I mean, I'm having an internal discussion with people in my family about it. And, and I'm getting jokes thrown at me like I'm transphobic. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can change your gender all you want when you're 18 years old, but don't bring it to kids. But the media has so successfully beaten people over the head. The disinformation industrial complex has so uh, destroyed people's lives for speaking out, even with common sense, that, uh, that people are accepting this insane narrative that will be disproven, that people can change genders. 
You know, you, I mean, you can listen. If, if you are 18 years of age and you're a, a man and you want to become a woman, I, I, all right, I'm game. I'm cool. Uh, I'll, I'll play along. Um, I will uh, treat you like a woman. You know, I'll know in the back of my mind that you're not, but that's that's fine. I'll play your game, but don't bring it to kids. This is uh, Chuck Todd this weekend. He's one of the people that, you know, someday hopefully we'll be able to play these sound bites and laugh at him. But unfortunately, a lot of people take him seriously, even when he spews nonsense like this. Listen to him talk to Vivek Ramaswamy, who's running for president. As a uh, as a Republican, uh, talking about gender. How do you know? Are, are you confident that you know that gender uh, is uh, as binary as you're describing it? Are you confident that I it am. isn't a spectrum? I uh, am. Do you know I'm... this as a scientist? Well, those who will believe absurdities will commit atrocities. That is, of course, the uh, the words of a great French philosopher. And uh, thus far, some people have been willing to believe the absurdity that children's puberty can be stopped and that uh, surgical intervention can change their gender. There's there's two X chromosomes if you're a woman, an X and a Y. That means there's you're a man. There's a lot of scientific research out there. There's a lot of scientific research out there that says gender is a spectrum. No, no, there's not, Chuck. Chuck, I, I respectfully disagree. Gender dysphoria for most of our history, all the way through the DSM-5, has been characterized as a mental health disorder. Remember uh, remember the TV show MASH, all you uh, boomers and Xers out there? And there was one guy on the, uh, on the, in the military, and he wanted to get out. He wanted to get a Section 8. He wanted to get a Section 8, which is a, uh, you're in so you're insane and you're not fit for military service. And what did Corporal Klinger do to convince the others that he was insane? He pretended to be a woman. And I don't think it's compassionate to affirm that. I think that's cruelty. When a kid is crying out for help, mm -hmm. what they're asking for is, you got to ask the question of what else is going wrong at home? What else is going wrong at school? Let's be compassionate and get to the heart of that, rather than playing this game as though we're actually changing right. our medical understanding I, for the last I, I go 100 back years. To yeah, and, and that, that anyone would question sexual reproduction and the two genders, which have existed on this earth for as long as we've been around. It happens in the animal world. There's the male and the female. There's the sperm and the egg. And we're the only species that's spewing this nonsense. We're the only species, well, we're the only ones who are, you know, capable of spewing this nonsense. But we have, uh, we, we are spewing this nonsense. Here's a little bit more. And this is Chuck Todd. And I, I want you to think about this. Because you've got the same people who say that gender dysphoria is not a mental disorder, right? I, I had a friend who, who was fired. She's out of radio now because she said that if a kid thinks they can be the opposite gender, maybe they have some mental health issues. She lost her job. She's no longer in radio because of that. And yet Chuck Todd says one of the main reasons why parents should go along with gender dysphoria and changing the genders of their kids is because if they don't, their kids will kill themselves. And that, of course, means their kid has a mental disorder. If a parent is dealing with a child that has these, that, that may have these issues, trust me, the parent, the last thing they want to do is consider something like this. But if that is what they think could help their child pursue happiness or they're not to kill themselves. There you go. That's what you want to do. You want to, uh, if your kid threatens to kill themselves, then do what they want. 
then then do whatever they want as long don't kill yourself if you want to do okay fine just don't or you could get some mental health uh maybe you know maybe get the, the child in some sort of therapy i why take away that option again it, why shouldn't it be up to the parent? So part of why parents now suddenly feel that way, let's ask ourselves that, Chuck, because we've created a culture that teaches parents that they're being bigoted or that they're bad people yes. if they don't actually take those steps. Yes. So part of what I think is, listen, gender dysphoria for the rare few people who have suffered it mm -hmm. is a condition of suffering. My question is, yes. why on earth are we going out of our way mm -hmm. to create even more of it? And there's no doubt that the cultural movement in this country, even education, is creating more gender dysphoria. If it's a condition of suffering, yeah. let's not create more of it that's what we're doing yeah there you go and it is uh, regardless of what you say when you look at the uh instance of gender dysphoria going from you know five percent to 25 percent of high school seniors it's clear it's a social movement it's a fad let's take a break and come back you're listening to the rob carson show for all those who are sick and tired of people moving to dc and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours it's the rob carson show Let's go to Vincent in Baltimore. He wants to talk about the uh, the trans movement, where suddenly out of nowhere, like the disinformation came out of nowhere, suddenly out of nowhere, everybody, the, the cure for your mental illness is to change sexes. And then, of course, they completely normalized it and made you, gaslit you into believing that if you say, I don't want my daughter's uh, breasts removed. Uh, let's go to uh, Vincent. Vincent, give me your thoughts on this, bro. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's really... Vincent, are you there? I, I have uh, five daughters and two sons. Brian, are you there? All right. Well, I guess Vincent is not there. So I will play this until we get Vincent. This is Jim Gossett. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman When you sound and look just like a man That kid Dylan Is really killing But light in a way They hadn't planned It's time for the big chorus Sing along everybody Stand by your trans Who says he He looks more like a she-male That's offensive! The girl with something extra Stand by your trans Dylan needs more than makeup He puts on all the blush he can <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney Stand by your trans. <laughs> By the way, if you want to support Jim Goss, go to his Patreon page. Uh, some kids are speaking out. This is an 18-year-old student from Martin Luther King High School in Riverside. She's a girl. And there's been this uh, a video, video that's gone of a teen boy who identifies as transgender brawling with girls at school. And finally, kids are speaking out as well. Here is an 18-year-old talking about the nonsense of the transgender ideology. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and only ladies and gentlemen it is and shall always be. Whoa. I am an 
18-year-old high school student and wanted to take this time to bring to your attention the current issue with biological men claiming they are women and in turn truly believing that they are entitled to use women's... Wow, an 18-year-old girl who has uh, more common sense than all the Democrat adults in Washington, D.C. ...faces. There was an incident within our district that occurred recently regarding a transgender woman who really is a biological man having an altercation with a young woman at MLK High School. It was infuriating when I had seen the video on social media, but what was detrimental to this is the fact that this man is and has been using the women's restroom and locker room. Firstly, the question we must address is why are we affirming the mental confusion of this boy and putting the safety of women in jeopardy it is about time that women spoke up. A little bit more from this high school senior. What about the true girls like myself who are female down to our DNA? Why don't we ever get a say in whether or not we are, are comfortable with it? Amen. The truth is we aren't. The majority of us aren't, and yet nothing has been done to protect the safety of these women. I will conclude with this. It all starts with you. You are in charge of the safety of us women and our and the parent and the kids of our parents so please do something about it there you go i love it let's take a break and come back this is the rob carson show ah mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show, and we have much to get to before the end of the radio program. Here's the number if you want to chime in, 800-922-6680. 922 Six six eight zero, which spells eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. It really doesn't spell anything. But anyway, if you want to call, please, please do. Let's go to uh, Vincent in Baltimore. We're going to try this again. Vincent, welcome to the show. All right, uh, finally got through. Hey, check this out really quick. Uh, Jamie Farr, who played Max Klinger, he only dressed like a woman. He he never pursued any men, or they never. Had, I think he may have had a girlfriend on Masters back on Me TV. But just so you know, he never actually went that way. The other thing is this. As far as this trans thing, I just was, uh, got this movie I was looking for for a long time. It's called Nine Months That Made You. It actually aired on PBS. It was a documentary. They used CGI and actual footage of, of babies in the womb and how they start out uh, very, very tiny, very small and everything else. And at one point, there are no uh, male parts there or no female parts there. And they know now that a signal is sent from the brain to the what they call gonads, and then it chooses male or female. Really? So huh. you might want to check that out. It's on, it was on PBS trying to bury it. I had my daughter look it up, found it on Amazon. It's called Nine Months That Made You. It'll blow your mind, man, with the CG and all the um, the real uh, research and information that's out there. So, they're, you know, they're just telling it's a, 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 a signal from the... A signal from the brain decides whether you want to be a male or female in the womb. Yes, the, the signal comes from the brain, and it tells the body, it tells the gonads, and it chooses male or female. And um, I, I saw it years ago, and I've been hunting this movie down. I finally just re recently got it about a couple months back, and I haven't recently uh, watched the whole thing, but I caught you, that uh, part of it. Can you do that after you're born? Because let me try it. I'm going to try it real quick here. Hold on one second. Your brain. Here, I'm going to try it. Here. Hold on. Yeah. Male. 
I'm look to, I don't see a vagina there, Vincent. I, it, it didn't happen for me there. That's a, you're going to get a big failure like everybody else to keep it up. It's just not, it doesn't work that way. So, All right. Um, well, I think it was. It's there's a chemical thing that happens in the womb that decides whether you're going to be male or female. That's what it is. It's not some baby in the womb going. I think I want to be a girl. You know, there there's some stuff going on. And and listen, Vincent, there are some instances where, you know, people are born with both, uh, uh, you know, organs. There are, you know, there are a lot of things that happen uh, in the womb that that we can't uh, we can't decide exactly why or how they happen. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that uh, you know fourth graders should be told to take puberty blockers and uh, and uh, and you know change their gender but i do appreciate your uh, phone call this is um britney griner this is kind of interesting so britney griner is this uh, basketball player uh the wmba uh it's a woman's basketball league i know i was as shocked as you there's a woman's basketball pro pro basketball league and uh, she makes one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year which is the top of her field as a female athlete anyway um here she is talking about uh, trans athletes competing but she forgets one major thing hold on oh i mean that, that ranks high on the on the list of, of things that i'll be fighting for and speaking up against you know Everyone has. Everyone deserves the right to play. Everyone deserves the right to to come here, sit in these seats, and feel safe, and not feel um, like there's a threat or they can't be who they are. Except for actual female athletes who've been female since birth. Or um, like like it's just all eyes on them. Uh, so um, I think it's a crime, honestly, to to separate. Um, someone for any reason. Um, so I definitely will be speaking up against. Well, it's easy when you're a female athlete who's six feet nine and all the other women in the WNBA, if you're lucky, topping out about six, six, one. But if Brittany Griner tried to go to the NBA, she'd get stomped. Uh, if she tried to go to a Division One high school basketball team in a big city, she would uh, she would get stomped by the young men who play. That's just the way it is. So as far as her having the bravery to talk about you know uh, trans athletes and whatnot, uh, I don't hear her advocating for d- uh, NBA players to come and play for the uh, the WNBA. Do you? No, I didn't think so. All right, <clears throat> let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, 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 one of the things that didn't get any play today. Did you hear this? Something is afoot. I, I just want to tell you this. Over the weekend, First Republic Bank was taken over by the FDIC and sold to J.P. Morgan. And it happened Sunday night. It happened over the weekend. This on the heels of SVB. Uh, we've had the three largest bank collapses in history during the Biden administration. And one of them happened Sunday night. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? And I've talked to you. I said that uh, uh, you may recall a couple years ago, Joe Biden had uh, uh, nominated for the comptroller of currency a uh, a literal Chinese communist uh, who wanted to get rid of independent banking and create a centralized bank and get rid of small banks altogether. And it sounds like there's a little bit of that going on right now, right? There you go. Number three in just two months. Somewhere another bank went bust. Who can we trust? Cause under Joe, you gotta know that boat 
fields of banks will keep failing. It's all about big money. Janet yelling tells lies. She's got weak alibis. Says it's contained, but she's insane. Cause every day more banks keep failing. Third largest. Bye-bye, First Republic. Why is it happening? So long, SVB. I don't know, just let it go. Ta-ta, signature. Uh-huh. You just keep failing. Keep on failing. You just keep failing. And you'll recall after the 2008 banking collapse, we spent trillions of your dollars to fix the problem that the government created, and the government did it again. They did it again. They, they dropped the ball on SVB. Now they've dropped the ball on this bank, which says to me that uh, there's some intentionality. I'll just say there's a little bit of intentionality going on there. A little bit. Oh, this is kind of an interesting story. And I, I tweeted about this weekend because the Democrat Party is all about uh, using women um, and then uh, discarding them once election day happens. So they use uh, the the uh, the one um, uh, wedge issue that divides us, and they uh, they use abortion, and they basically distill women into uh, abortion. That's what women exist for: to vote for candidates who support abortion and to have abortions. That's about it. Then once the election happens, then they can do trans athletes with girls. Then they can, you know, uh, uh, displace women and all that. It's not a big deal. Same goes with uh, people of color in inner cities. They don't really care. But a lot of the times, uh, one of the the things that people will bring up is that uh, Republicans don't want women to make the same amount of money that men do. And uh, women supposedly make 70%, uh, 7 cents on every uh, dollar, or 70 cents on every dollar that men make. And uh, that's nonsense. Because if it were the case, then CEOs around the country would just immediately replace all the men in their, uh, in their uh, management or whatever with women to save the money. What it is, is that men tend to move toward uh, jobs that possibly make more money. Some of that is high-risk stuff. Some of that is working on oil rigs. Some of that is working on, the like, the Keystone XL pipeline. Everybody on the Keystone XL pipeline, generally, you start at about $100,000. One of the reasons is nobody else wants to do that work because it's hard, it's cold, it beats you up, and it's dangerous. There's a new study out, the, the most deadly jobs in America. Listen to this. Uh... More than 340 workers are killed every day. Logging, hunting, and roofing, the most dangerous trades. Though Those are just three recent, well, there are recent examples of uh, workplace hazards. Some 5,190 workers were killed on the job in 2021, the latest year for which data are available. As a proportion of the overall workforce, that's the highest rate America has seen since 2016. Okay? So these are jobs like roofing. These are jobs like welding. These are jobs like uh, being a fisherman. These are jobs like uh, pilots, uh, flight engineers, iron and steel workers, truck drivers, uh, garbage collectors, oddly enough. And uh, children and adult workers are increasingly getting caught up in the carnage, by the way, according to this article in the UK Daily Mail. And then we see this. 
Children as young as 14 will be allowed to work night shifts, and 15-year-olds will be on assembly lines as Florida-based think tank tries to strip workplace protection in labor law shakeup. So there's a lot of this going on around the country. Uh, for instance, child labor legislation has made progress in Missouri, Minnesota, and Georgia so far this year, meaning that uh, we are opening the border to bring people to come across the border, and uh, it looks like we're replacing some of the workers in these dangerous positions with children. Isn't that good to know? No, it's not. It's terrifying. But it is happening. This is, um, let me see if I can find this. This is a report. Let me see if I can find Now, I'll play this first. I will play um, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas over the weekend uh, talking on with Chuck Todd. Alejandro Mayorkas is part of this uh, cabal bringing people across the border, uh, unaccompanied minors being flown all over the country, and uh, the Border Patrol wants him fired. I want you to listen to Alejandro Mayorkas, the man with no shame, talking about the uh, what's happening at the southern border. I want to ask you about Border Patrol because the union doesn't like you. Uh, and they make it pretty clear on social media this month uh, and last month, the month before. These are all from Border Patrol, the Border Patrol Union on you. The chickens are going to come home to roost because of what he's done. They call you a national disgrace. Remove Mayorkas was their most Listen recent tweet. Uh, how can you lead a group of people whose union wants you out of office? Uh, Chuck, I'm incredibly proud to work with the United States Border <laughs> Patrol. I have supported them vigorously since no, my first haven't. day in office. I will continue to do so. A tremendous source of pride. And I will tell you this. What do you think the disconnect is? Do you think this is... This is media perception. Why, why do you think? Why do you think there is this a political disconnect? Is this a red-blue divide? Just simply that you're no. in a Democratic administration? What do you believe it is? Uh, Chuck, I'm focused on mission. That's what I'm focused on. Yeah. Uh, I look at their needs. I try to fulfill. Okay. Any person who's presided over the uh, uh, full-on assault of our southern border deserves to be removed from office the fact that he's willing to say that means that he is purely a political tool uh that he is completely without shame whatsoever last week you may recall we discovered that unaccompanied minors are coming across the southern border they are being flown around the country and they are being given to hosts who are supposed to take care of them, but are actually working with the cartels to enslave these children. This is happening. Enslave these children until they pay off the debt they owe to the uh, the human traffickers. This is uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat Party minority leader in the House, talking about how secure the southern border is. Well, we have to make sure um, that there's order at the border. As President Biden has continued to do, I think some of the steps that have recently been indicated they will take in terms of in-process, uh, in-country centers uh, in order to deal with um, the tremendous inflow of migrants from certain countries is a responsible step. Yeah, uh, it's all caused by policy. The southern border is caused by policy. I said this during the the uh, Obama administration. I said the one thing that's bringing people across the border is not some climate crisis. It's not some uh, Northern Triangle crisis. It is policy, pure and simple. They are welcoming people to come across the border, and it looks like the reasons are far more insidious than we ever even imagined.
and it has to be stopped. And those who are doing this need to be held accountable criminally. Let's come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. A bombshell new claims about the border crisis. As the New York Post reports, the White House is secretly flying planes packed with underage migrants across the country, jetting them from Texas to New York in the cover of night. All this leading critics to wonder why the Biden administration would need this kind of covert operation if it had nothing to hide. I got to tell you, um, this government, our government is so uh, ungodly, unbelievable, corrupt in every way, shape or form that we can't uh, we can't trust them on anything uh, around the country. We've got states that are saying, oh, you know what? Kids can work in factories. Kids can work in slaughterhouses. And then we find out that literally the federal government is uh, bringing in unaccompanied minors. Remember the kids in cages and all that stuff? They're bringing in unaccompanied minors being trafficked across the border by these coyotes. We're making literally we're making the the drug lords of uh, of uh, of Mexico into billionaires, and they're literally as currency using children. I swear to God in heaven, we have got to do something about the deep state in this country. We've got to do something about everything, whether it be the censorship of Americans uh, to the southern border, to the war with uh, the hot war with Russia and Ukraine. I can go on and on. This has to be the year of a new American revolution. It has to be a year where we go from nonsense back to common sense. And I think people are beginning to, to get it. I really, really do. In a second, I'm going to share a, a, a guy who he, a city councilman who is doing what I have suggested with regard to the left, with regard to woke and whatnot, which is A, say no, and B, make fun of them. Wreck them. Make them feel like the buffoons that they are. I do want to mention, uh, Newsmax is where I work, and uh, Newsmax is, uh, a lot of people have come over to Newsmax in the last week since uh, Fox let go Tucker Carlson. Uh, I say it was because of his uh, insubordination, and uh, and they see that Tucker Carlson was, was a little more powerful than the network. But that said, a lot of people are going to Newsmax. Uh, Newsmax anchors don't uh, change their stripes, and consequently we've seen some unprecedented uh, increases in viewership the likes television never sees, like a 220% increase in overall audience, 270% of uh, women increase, 220% or 30% of men over 35. Un- unbelievable. And it's because people are looking for truth. They're looking for truth. They're not looking for what everybody else has. That said, Tucker was kind of that last bastion of truth on Fox. And now we're trying to ask you, what do you want Tucker to do? Do you want him back on cable TV? Just text the word event to 39747. That's event to 39747. Just takes a couple seconds to vote. Let your voice be heard. And and watch Newsmax, will you? Uh, we're back on uh, DirecTV 349, which is great. And, of course, the Newsmax app on your phone, which is really awesome. You should uh, download that. Have it ready. But Newsmax is really, really popping. We're getting all the guests. We're getting all of the big names as far as politics and whatnot. And, and things are uh, really happening for Newsmax. And it's because... Newsmax doesn't change its stripes. We're not going to either. So uh, city councilman has decided to uh, get after uh, uh, liberals 
by proclaiming that he is a lesbian woman of color. Indiana Republican uh, politician caused woke leftists to lose their minds when he reintroduced himself as a woman of color and a lesbian because he's attracted to women. Here is uh, this guy, uh, Delaware County Council Member Ryan Webb, talking about his transition. Climate issues and pollution issues are being exploited. That would be Robert Kennedy, and he is not the guy that I was looking for. And if I'm not mistaken, he still identifies as a man. A councilman is coming out as a transgender, as transgender and a woman of color. Delaware County Councilman Ryan Webb announced that he now identifies as an Indian American woman. Since that announcement, he's received some support, but a lot of backlash, many calling him childish, despicable. Oh, I think he's getting more support than backlash. Even calling for things like execution. In a statement Webb gave to <laughs> IT8, he says, quote, It is unfortunate that I cannot simply be given the same space and respect to explore my identity that so many of those targeting me demand for themselves. Yeah, Rachel Dolezal was able to do it. You got all sorts of people able to say Elizabeth Warren, she was... Uh, she was uh, what Native American for years. This is what Rush talked about. He said, I use absurdity to point out the absurd. That's what this councilman has done. This is going to help win the argument. Humor and pointing out their absurdity. This is the Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. I think I have a new hero. So this Indiana Republican politician has uh, decided to identify himself as a woman of color and a lesbian because he's attracted to women. Now, uh, you know, this is uh, obviously uh, a satire and uh, an attempt to make a point with, with absurdity. And, and he's making a very good point of it, by the way. I remember that's what Rush used to do. Rush used to say that I, I uh, uh, exemplify, uh, or at least, yeah, exemplify absurdity by being absurd. And in many, any ways he was, it was a way to make fun of the nonsense by being nonsensical. And, uh, and I do some of that. I, I, I think one of the biggest things we can do is make fun of people. You know, like, for instance, I, I, I uh, the left does this a lot. You know, the left does this a lot. Um, one of the things that I, uh, you know, I, 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 have, uh, I, I know a bunch of gay people. I know a couple people, gay people who are married. I think government ought to stay out of marriage, to be quite honest. Um, and uh, and uh, because I'm a conservative talk show, some people will say, like, you know, will look at me and say, well, at least I don't, you know, hate gay people. And I'm like, well, I don't hate gay people. But they, they try to make fun of me somehow that I'm connected to some sort of anti-gay movement because I'm a conservative. And it's absurd in the face of it. But that's what they try to do. They try to make, you know, you're this, you're that, you're pro-murder with kids. You know, you're pro-murder if, you, if you're uh, cool with the Second Amendment. You're, you're pro-school shooting if you think that you should be able to have uh, whatever gun you want. And that's, that's absurdity. It's based on nothing. Uh, this guy, this uh, this uh, politician, is actually using a movement, making fun of a movement, by using the the same modus operandi, the same nonsensical approach. Nothing that he is saying is any different than Rachel Dolezal saying she's a black woman. Nothing he is saying here is any different than uh, you know uh, Leah Thomas deciding to become a woman his senior year in college. It's exactly the same. It's just who it's coming from, and this guy just happens to be a Republican politician trying to make a point. 
It is unfortunate that I cannot simply be given the same space and respect to explore my identity that so many of those targeting me demand for themselves. It's because you're a cisgendered white Republican Christian. It's possible I may change my mind down the road. Yeah. The process of identity he could detransition. Exploration is complex and oftentimes at the end of our personal journey, we end right back where we started. He is uh, so spot on right there. He's using the same words and everything that the left uses to try to convince us that absurdity is real. Webb goes on to tell IT Mate this is just his true authentic self. Now, you know, if you do believe, and, and again, uh, I don't want to spend too much I get kind of tired of talking about the transgender nonsense. Um, and like I said, if you're over 18, go for it. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Just don't do it to children. That's what I'm, you know, that's all it is. But when you think about this, if, if you, you know, so many people are willing to say, oh, yeah, you can become the opposite sex, then why do we do gender reveals when babies are in the womb? Why do, why do, we, uh, why do we hope that we get a girl and we end up getting a boy when you can just find out that the the fetus has uh, boy genitals and just identify that baby in the womb as a female. You, do you see what I'm doing? Do you see? And, and sooner or later, this, this is going to catch on. And sooner or later, the mania surrounded by, uh, surrounding transgenderism and all this is going to fade. And we're all going to go, holy crap, what the hell were we thinking? That the, it will happen. It just, it always does, you know, and you can, and I, and listen, I, and I, a lot of times we have to sit and we have to endure this and we have to be called homophobic and we have to be called, we, you know, we're all called transphobic and all that. And you've got to kind of endure the slings and arrows until we get to clarity. Clarity is coming. Clarity is on its way. People are understanding uh, all of this nonsense. This is kind of interesting, too. Listen to this. A diversity officer representing Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin. In Virginia, you know why he was uh, elected? Because uh, woke nonsense in schools and uh, parents in Virginia, in uh, Loudoun County and uh, Fairfax County, were going to school boards and saying uh, that uh, kids can't transition to the other gender. There's one big case where this uh, young man was uh, saying he was a girl. He went into the bathroom in this uh, high school and. Uh, raped a girl and the uh the uh the school board was so wake woke that they covered it up and moved that person to another school where he raped another girl and then the father of the first girl went to a a school board meeting and said hey man this person raped my daughter and he was tackled by police and then the doj went after her. parents for being against crt and this nonsense transgenderism and all that sooner or later we get to a moment of clarity they are getting that way. But anyway, uh, uh, that's why Glenn Youngkin was elected to be the, uh, the, the governor of uh, Virginia. But anyway, the diversity officer representative, uh, representing Governor Glenn Youngkin ruffled a lot of feathers when he spoke at a recent mandatory faculty training at VMI or uh, VMA, invoking the name of Jesus, oh no, in reverential prayer and slamming the concept of equity. Well, that's, uh, that's verboten. That's misinformation, isn't it? On April 21st, I'm going to play the audio here, Martin Brown, the Yunkin administration's chief diversity, opportunity, and inclusion officer, stood before a crowd at VMI Auditorium and stated unequivocally that the sacred cow, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, is dead. So diversity, equity, inclusion is the way that you usher in communism 
communist, and I know you're thinking, oh, you're your typical right winger saying communism. No, it is. It is. Uh, equity means equal outcome. Um, I don't want an equal outcome. I want to do better than you. And if I can't do better than you, then you will do better than me. Uh, no matter what it is, if you're an athlete, no matter what it is, if you're a student, be the best. And if you can't be the best and get beaten, get better. Equity says everybody's the same. And what it does is it attacks kids who uh, succeed and do better than others. That's what communism does. That's why so many people hate the United States of America. They don't want to raise the boats of the bleep hole countries around the world. They don't want to look at countries like Venezuela and say, hey, here's an idea. How about become more like the United States? Or to Mexico, you know, sending all these people across the southern border, bleeding their most valuable resource. How about you become more like the United States? Oh, heck no. What they want to do is they want to bring down the United States to the level of all the bleep hole countries around the world that, uh, you know, continue to bleed their population. Back to this Martin Brown guy talking about DEI. And he says DEI is dead. He said, let's take a moment now to kill that cow. Now, what I'm assuming he means, because he is a man of God, is he's talking about a, a sacred cow, possibly golden calf. And he said in this meeting at VMI, and I love this, he says, we're not going to bring up that cow anymore. It's dead. Diversity, equity, inclusion, the same movement that the Biden administration is pushing through every agency in government that is wrecking the military, that is wrecking so many things. This guy at VMI, Martin Brown, the diversity, equity, and inclusion officer for the state of Virginia is saying DEI is dead. This is glorious. We've been talking about it. I really appreciate you sharing that. But let's take a moment right now to kill that cow. DEI is dead. Now that it's 840, we're going to focus on civility. We're not going to bring that cow up anymore. Yeah, DEI. DEI is dead. That is the uh, the one thing, and, and who knows, this may cost him his job, but that is the one thing that the left has uh, been parroting for a while. This guy... And uh, thanks to the uh, the support of Governor Glenn Youngkin, has said that it's dead. That's pretty uh, that's pretty ballsy, actually. Uh, some people are saying it is a good thing what he said. Some people are complaining, of course. Uh, Washington Post reporter Ian Shapira, uh, who first reported on the speech, also made sure to note that Brown's speech began uh, with a prayer to Jesus and also made repeated references to our creator and God. Shapira insists that Brown's occasionally religious language angered some of the people who attended. Well, you know what? Too bad, so sad. Get up and leave. The Virginia NAACP was so outraged by Brown's speech, which focused on civil discourse, civility, and living the golden rule, that it called for Brown to resign. Uh, and uh, let's see here. The speech was filled with partisan talking points and erroneous assumptions and demonstrated Mr. Brown's lack of fitness for critically important position he occupies. These are, these are comments on, uh, on social media. <laughs> this is what the left does. Uh, when somebody uh, finally speaks up and uh, and uh, is given the opportunity to speak, the left wants to shut him down. It's kind of like what happened to Tucker Carlson. Kind of like that. But we are making some headway. 
Listen to this. Now, I don't know if you've heard about this. Uh, RFK, all right, Robert Kennedy Jr., and, and listen, he's, he's out there. He is a uh, liberal Democrat on a number of issues I don't think I could ever vote for. I couldn't vote the, for the Democrat Party. Uh, nobody for the Democrat Party at this point. Uh, uh, maybe local and only if they were conservative and looked at what's happening on the national level of the Democrat Party and said it absurd, would I ever vote for a Democrat? Right now, I would not vote for a Democrat because they have sold themselves um, out with regard to absurdity. Robert Kennedy Jr. blasted ABC News, accusing, accusing the media giant of perpetrating a hash, hatchet job, committing defamation and disseminating unsheathed pharma propaganda. Kennedy's comments came after ABC admitted to editing content out of his interview and accused the presidential candidate of making false claims about vaccines. Now, you may notice that uh, with the purchase of uh, Twitter by Elon Musk and some other things that have been happening in the blogosphere, you're able to say some things that you weren't able to say, say, for instance, a year ago. I can go on, for instance, uh, Twitter right now and say, Whatever I want about COVID, I can say it came from China, which it did. I can say it came from the Wuhan lab, which I believe it did. But a year ago, you couldn't do that. And yet the media is still down with the censorship. And what ABC did by editing and then literally uh, dispelling Kennedy's beliefs on television, they were taking the, uh, the role of the deep state. Uh, Kennedy's comments came after ABC News admitted editing out the uh, content. Lindsey Davis of ABC News, who interviewed Kennedy, said in a note to uh, viewers, listen to this, that, quote, Kennedy made false claims about COVID-19 vaccines and misleading claims concerning vaccinism and autism. Quote, we've used our editorial judgment to not include extended portions of that exchange in our interview. Meaning ABC, rather than leaving it up to viewers to either prove or disprove what he said, they made the editorial judgment for the viewers. This isn't editing for time. This is editing for context. This is editing out his beliefs. And that is unacceptable. Kennedy slammed ABC News. He said it's illegal for TV networks to censor presidential candidates, but Thursday ABC showed its contempt for the law, democracy, and its audience by cutting most of the content of my interview with host Lindsey Davis, leaving only cherry-picked snippets and a defamatory disclaimer. Now, by the way, he's been right on a lot of things, including most about COVID, most about the vaccine, and as far as a connection between vaccination and autism, uh, the ABC says that is debunked, and, uh, and uh, Robert Kennedy has said, well, who debunked it? There are still a lot of, of things that need to be answered about vaccination. I'm not anti-vax. I uh, have never been down with forced vaccination, and that all started with COVID. But this is about censoring Robert Kennedy, and this is about saying that his opinion is somehow disinformation, which effectively makes ABC an arm of the federal government. I am going to play one more soundbite from uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. on the other side of this. He, by the way, is polling at 20%, and the Democrat Party doesn't want to debate between him and Joe Biden. He is a force to be reckoned with. I know a lot of people are saying Michelle Obama is going to run because she got on stage with Bruce Springsteen, whatever. Uh, but I think Robert Kennedy Jr. is making inroads. We'll see. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. 
Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. I was just looking at uh, Newsmax, and uh, Megyn Kelly's got a uh, a hat that says "Make Women Female Again." <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I think it's so fantastic, and uh, and you know, again, we are we are experiencing uh, beginning to see a moment of clarity with regard to the nonsense that we've been fed uh, in uh, in the in the popular media. the last couple of years. I, I didn't get a chance to really uh, delve into this wonderful piece that I posted on social media: a guide to understanding the hoax of the century, uh, thirteen ways of looking at uh, misinformation, and I'm going to cover it uh, more extensively tomorrow. But the whole disinformation misinformation thing literally started in 2016 with Barack Obama and uh, and it was all uh, everything that I've said about disinformation misinformation everything I've said about uh, COVID and and all of this everything I've said about uh, the Hunter Biden laptop everything I said about the 2020 election is all laid bare as a literally a plan by the deep state that has been implemented and exposed, exposed fortunately thanks to people like um, Elon Musk, among others, and and a lawsuit, by the way, and and congressional hearings that are exposing uh, the deep state's control over social media. And honestly, uh, everything that you've seen on social media, it it should have been very obvious. And I said this, it's crazy, because ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, NPR, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all said the same things about what the government considered disinformation. So uh, wearing a mask is, uh, is going to prevent you from getting the deadliest virus ever. And if you say otherwise, that's disinformation. You saw that echoed on all of the me- social media, all of the major media, and from the deep state. And guess what? It was all orchestrated. Every bit of it. So now we know who we're fighting against. Now, we're no, now we know, above all, above all, whenever you hear the words disinformation or misinformation used by any of those entities, realize that uh, they're trying to hide the truth. So if they call what you believe, oh, that's misinformation or disinformation. Uh, you're, you know the truth. You know the truth. So, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is an interesting cat. He was made to uh, be, you know, everybody said he was insane. Uh, I know that my YouTube page went away because I played, I I posted a video by Robert Kennedy Jr. about uh, COVID. Turned out to be true, by the way. And, uh, but I was taken down. Everybody who is somebody in the conservative movement who argued against government protocol about COVID was made to be some sort of Marty McCary, uh, Johns Hopkins professor, uh, uh, made to look like he was insane because, you know, he believed this misinformation. And it turns out it was true. And here is Robert Kennedy Jr., a Democrat. And no, every Democrat is marching in lockstep with climate change nonsense. Here is Robert Kennedy Jr. talking about why... The uh, climate totalitarianism exists. This is a Democrat. Climate issues and pollution issues are being exploited by, you know, the the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and all of these uh, big, you know, mega billionaires the same way that COVID was exploited. Uh, to use it as an excuse to clamp down top-down totalitarian controls. Why did they make you wear a mask for a year? Because it broadcast fear. It did nothing but broadcast fear on society and to um, and then to give us engineering solutions 
And if you look closely, as it turns out, the guys who are promoting those engineering solutions are the people who, who own the IPs, the patents for those solutions. Oh, it's a way, you know, it's, it's being used. They've given climate uh, chaos a bad name, you know, because people now see that it's just another crisis that's being used to strip mine the wealth of the poor and to, you know, to enrich billionaires. And- Which is what happened with COVID, by the way. In case you didn't know, you didn't get richer, but a whole lot of government cronies did. A whole lot of big pharma and whatnot. Let's take a break and come back, wrap things up. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. If you get a chance to check out the podcast and share it with others, go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That's Newsmax.com slash listen. We're winning, guys. Have a glorious day. God bless you. Till tomorrow, don't catch the stupids. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.